Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, the Reverend John White, rector at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're celebrating the Feast of the Epiphany. prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. The nation shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. We're celebrating the feast of the Epiphany. And Epiphany is all about seeing. Not just looking, but seeing. In fact, that's what Epiphany means. To see with understanding. To take a look at something and intrinsically know how it works. How it is. Epiphany is about seeing. And in this story we have today... In this, this Feast of Epiphany is the story of the Magi who come from a far country to see the child that they have seen presaged in the stars. They have followed the signs in the heavens. They've come to Judea looking for this manifestation of God. People who are not of Israel, not people that Jesus ostensibly has come for, but people from outside of the covenant who recognize this remarkable thing that has occurred. In the incarnation, we celebrate our meaningfulness and our purposefulness that, that God inhabits our lives and that the divine can reside in the stuff of the world. But in Epiphany, we celebrate our understanding that we have seen the presence of God and that we should respond like the Magi who see the presence of God and set out on a treacherous journey 
to behold it with their own eyes. We value seeing, right? We talk about seeing as believing. I don't think that's necessarily true. And we can see in ways other than just with our eyes, but we can experience and understand when we encounter God. In fact, that's what we're here for, right? That's, that's one of the hallmarks of Christian life is we worship. We come together to experience God in the sacraments, in worship, in praise. We see, we know, we feel, we experience the presence of God. That's why we built this place all those years ago, so that we could show everybody in the world that this is the place we gather to experience God. But at the same time, as Christian people, it's not enough for us to come and see, to experience, to know God. What's also important is that after we have gathered in this place, after, like the Magi, we have experienced the presence of God, we are to return to our own countries and to share this good news. That as important as it is in the words of the scripture to see, it is equally important to be seen. That our faith lives call us not just to gather together, but that when we gather together to understand that we are the body of Christ. When we gather in community, we literally become Christ. But to take that Christ that we have become out into the world is ultimately our mission. It's not enough for God to be incarnated in the world. It's important that we know and experience the incarnated God in the world. That Jesus' life has meaning and purpose. He's not here just to die, to be born and to die. Because the next story in the gospel is, of course, the slaughter of the innocents. When Herod, who is afraid because these, these wise men, these magi have come from a far country to say, the signs in the heavens have told us that there is a star leading us to the king of Judea. And as the king of Judea himself, Herod is rightly concerned that this stranger, because he doesn't had a son recently, has come to take his place. And so in his fear, in his greed, he decides that the best thing to do is to just get rid of any of these potential rivals before they can kick him out of his seat of power. And so he orders the, the murder of every male child under a certain age to in Bethlehem and the surrounding regions. It's not enough that Jesus be born and that Jesus die. That the middle part, Jesus' life, matters. It matters because it gives us an example of a life lived wholly in accord with the will of God. Because that's what Jesus is inviting us into. That when we follow him, when we hear his voice, when we see and understand who he is, the incarnated God, then how can we respond other than to say, I want to live a life like his? And so we get the story and the example of his own life. His life matters for us because it is the template for our own lives. Lives of mercy, lives of compassion, lives of peace, lives of love. That the Christian life is, is about doing, 
You know, it's about worshiping together. It's about praying. It's about studying the scriptures so that we understand the story of Jesus and its context for the world. It's about service to others as Jesus showed us. And it's about a generosity of spirit that gives us the opportunity to hope, to expect something different, to allow others' space to change. That the Christian life is all about the response to Jesus' life, not just his birth, not just his death, but his life. And so we come here, we gather, we experience God, we know the Christ, we learn his story, we are filled with his body and blood in the sacrament of the Eucharist. But then the most important thing happens. We leave, like the Magi, to return to our own country and to share that good news. Because as important as it was for us to experience God, it's even more important in God's true purpose that people experience the Christ through us. Through our example, through our words, through our actions, through our choices. We continue to manifest God in the world. We incarnate Christ in the choices that we make in his name. And as Christian people, everything we do should ostensibly be in his name. We are one with him in our baptisms. And so we gather to experience Christ, but then we go into the world to allow others to experience Christ through us. And that's what we're celebrating here at this Feast of the Epiphany. The importance not only that God be known and experienced here in the beauty of our temple, but also in the wide, wide world. That God has not come just for us who are gathered here, but for all, and especially for those who haven't found their way here yet. And so as we, as we celebrate this epiphany, I want us to, to think about that, how important it is to see with understanding, to experience and know the reality of God in our own lives, to be open to the transforming power of God's love for each of us. Because God's mission is to allow each of us to have a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ so that our lives might become more like his. And that through our collective action of the agents of the people of God, the whole world might be changed. Amen. Stop.